Mammoth Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy. I'm Paul Culliver. And I'm Anthony McCormack. You know, we're talking about a sequel today, a sequel that makes the secondary character from the first movie the main character, and that's not always a good idea. Although it can be a good idea, Paul, if the voice behind your secondary character is someone as famous as Ellen DeGeneres. Oh yeah, what's that show that she's famous for? Uh, you're thinking of The Ellen Show. No, 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 The Other One. Oh, oh The Ellen Show. No, 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 it's, uh, it's something different. Uh, what's The Other One? The Ellen Show. That's the one. Our movie today is... Finding Dory. <laughs> It took us so much research <laughs> for the Alan show <laughs> to figure out how many shows she'd had called Alan. Uh, I just want to, a little peek behind the curtain there. <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot of... It's incredible. And they're all different shows. Yeah. It's amazing Finding Dory is not called Finding Nemo 2, the Alan show. <laughs> Which... Now, I'm going into this movie... And and especially because we had a, th- a theory going on. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes they have screenings that are like, bring everyone and sundry. Yeah. And sometimes there are screenings like, oh, if you can make this, you know, particular screening. And and, and it was like a, a smaller kind of screening. Yeah. And it was like, oh, is this, is it? Because it's going to be a smelly movie. Yeah. It was like, oh, movie reviewers, we have to let you see the film. Yeah. But we don't want anyone else to. That's what we thought it was. And That's I was like, oh, have. my God. Maybe they flubbed it. Ma- yeah, maybe it's just one of those things that Pixar has to rub out one every, you know, once in a while. Sorry? <laughs> you know, every once in a while, Pixar's <laughs> just got to rub one out. Do you mean it's like there's a list of movies on the blackboard and they have to rub it out from the blackboard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They do it and then they rub it out and say, thank God we don't have to do that anymore. So that's what you meant. That's exactly <laughs> what I meant. And and so, like, you know, I... I as well as... Every so often, they make a movie at the Pixar Studios, and they yeah. look at it and they go, oh, we've gone and inked ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was coming into this saying, um, maybe I'm not looking forward to this as much as, you know, say, a, a, a classy film like Independence Day 2. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll still go We had Cars it. 2 fears for this movie. Yeah, yeah. We had good dinosaur fears. Obviously, good dinosaur yeah. in an original movie that also sucked. Um, <laughs> but, but, well, I mean, can we say that this was very, very good? Oh, yeah. This, this is all to set up to go, oh, my God, we walked out of it going... Gee, they yeah, knocked they, it out of the park. That was incredible. It, it, I, and and you were saying to me, and I think I have to agree with you, Paul. This could be better than Finding Nemo yeah, One. I think there was more in it. Like yeah. I, I had, I had a tasty. It was a tastier meal. Yes, it was like more on my plate than Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo will always stand as a classic and a yes. and a fine, fine movie. And Finding Dory sits on the shoulders of Finding Nemo. Yes. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like built, it's built on it in a nice way. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's one character in particular I loved <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Um, I, I don't want to give anything away. All right. Shall we? Spoil, well, let's just get it because we've already like, we're already inking ourselves all over this movie. Oh, yeah. I'm rubbing one out. <laughs> uh, from the blackboard? From the blackboard. I'm rubbing out like list of movies Anthony hopes doesn't suck. Oh, d- hopes! <laughs> rub it out, rub it I'm out, rub it out, rub it out. I'm just rubbing everything off the blackboard today. 
All right, we're going to talk about the movie. I guess there are spoilers involved, but the best way for there to be no spoilers is if you've seen the movie. All right, we're getting into it. Yeah. Spoiler zone. And this this is it. This is and, and I have to tell you, Paul, that mm. octopus has found his way in my enough. heart. And oh, I love yeah. not an octopus. He's a and septopus. I like, yeah, yeah, seven, seven uh, arms. And I love that Finding Dory is... Like, if you ask someone on the street, you'd be like, oh, Finding Dory, she's a bit slow. She's a bit simple. Not so. She's actually quite clever. Yes. I like that they kind of compartmentalise. Like, no, 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 she's got, a mem- she's got short-term memory loss. But she's really... She can read. And she knows if she meets an octopus that's lost a, a leg, an arm, I don't know, whatever it is, a, ten- a tentacle... Yeah. It's a septopus. This it's so much of the movie was exactly that was she was aware of her own limitations and she was aware if she she goes somewhere without a person she she knows what's going to happen. She's mm. I'm going to get lost. And it's not until the very end of the movie where you know she finds her home again. We're in spoiler territory if I've given it away tough titties. <laughs> Um, she finds her home again and then she's about to go off and the parents are like, well, why are you going to go off? And she says, because I know now that I can find my way back. Like that is, oh, <laughs> it just, it grabs my heart, Paul, and it squeeze, it squeegees my heart and all the heart juice drips out of it is beautiful. That is just life in a nutshell of like, you start off so terrified to do things and then at a certain point, you've gone the other direction, which is you know you're going to be able to find your way back to boring old, dumb old <laughs> home. <laughs> Go out there, get out there, see Australia. Like Ernie Dingo. What? Go on, get out there. All you know, right. you remember that ad campaign? Yeah. Tourism. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, octop- the septopus. <laughs> I have to t- talk to you about yeah, the septopus. Please Paul. do. I know that you've been excited to do this. I Hank is his name, and the thing that I love so much about this character is that in most Pixar movies, and you see the toys in Toy Story, um, the fishes in Finding Nemo, the what, what other kind of they're all characters of a sort. Yeah, and it's kind of what happens when a human being walks out of the room, mm-hmm. and these characters can come to life essentially. Yeah. And the entire conceit of a Pixar universe is usually the human walks back into the room and is unaware that anything spectacular has happened. (laughs) Yeah. This octopus does not care about Pixar rules. This octopus is going to run around and do its thing (laughs) and he's camouflaging himself the whole time. But the whole, like, idea of your character has to be very limited in what they're capable of doing, is thrown out the window with this octopus that's like, nah, screw you, I'm getting out of here, I'm doing whatever I want. <laughs> Can I say, kind of, now that I think, I think it's just occurring to me now, kind of a little bit of a Muppets vibe to, yeah, to yeah. Hank, a little bit. Oh, ab- absolutely. There is this kind of sense of, like, everyone else is very much in on the, the show, in on the joke. But Hank is the only one that's trying to get out of the show, and he's like, "Quick, open the door! I gotta get out of here." Um, and and it all it culminates for me in the ending, which is like they they're in the van, they're locked in the van, and you, there's the opening up the top, 
um, and you think, oh, Hank's going to sneak up there. The what's her name, Be- Betsy Bird or whatever? Becky. Oh, Becky. Becky. <laughs> Creepy Becky. Oh my god, Becky's so good. You know, obviously they're going to fly to. Maybe you'll see in a rearview mirror. You know, this bird holding onto this octopus, holding onto this fish, and you'll blink once and go, oh, what, what's going on? And then you'll you'll look in the mirror again, and they're gone or they're out of view, or whatever. Ha ha ha. But no, this movie goes the extra mile, goes up to 11, of the octopus locks the humans out of the van <laughs> and starts driving the van. <laughs> and there's this spectacular crash where every fish is falling out, and I'm just like, this movie has just blown my mind. I yeah. love it. It was, like, it was grander. Well, not grander. I just, yeah, there was so much more going on. And I like that they didn't go, like, they they can almost be a little bit of a pattern for Pixar, and I feel like they did a little bit in Good Dinosaur to their own detriment, where it's kind of like, oh, you just meet a bunch of quirky characters along the way, and one of them's evil, and then, you know, you find your goal, and then you go home again. Yes. Which is, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of... Uh, I like that they had, like, Evil Squid early on, and I was like, at, when, when Evil Squid happened, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, this is... Just got to follow all the same beats as Finding Nemo because yeah, yeah. it's the same as the shark. Yes, in Finding Nemo, and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, fine. This will be a fine movie if you just got to do that. that. Yep. But they didn't. That that was the only beat that s- felt the same. Yeah, as Nemo. Uh, and then after that, it was all different. I, and I liked it. There was something magical to me because Nemo is a story about a kid who's lost and shouldn't be. And Dory is a story about Dory is a story about <laughs> a fish that is a an adult. Yeah, and there is something there that's like a childhood, wa- not wasted, but a childhood lost. Like essentially, she's missed her childhood because yeah. she can't remember her childhood. Yep. So, but she's lost from her parents, and and she's a fully grown fish. She's a like an adult fish now, if you will. But she's trying to get her way back home. And there's something there that it's a different kind of journey. That it's not a kid who is not supposed to be in this world anymore. It's mm. a story of an adult fish. How does she work in this world now? Yeah, and I like that. That was also the meaning of finding Dory. Like that. Those two words. Instead yeah. of instead of because they could have so easily. Like I'm sure many people were like. What finding Dory? So what you you lose Dory and then yeah, you yeah, find yeah. her? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you, are you exactly. kidding me? And there was even a moment when at the marine thing uh, where they scoop Dory up and Marlon says, "Oh, not this again!" And I was like, "Yeah, not this yeah, again." Yeah, like yeah. it better not be because <laughs> holy shit, you can't just call it and then do it the same. And it wasn't. And it was, yeah. So, yeah. I like that it was, yeah, Finding Dory didn't mean physically Finding Dory, although there was an element of that. It was more about finding who Dory is. Like The, the second they take her into the, the water world, the sea world, and I think this movie uh, has makes most excellent use of Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they use oh, her name, so we both laughed uproariously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, and it's a joke that parents will get and kids will absolutely not, like, even blink at. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, um, the, the whole idea of, like, not this again, and they take her to the marine, you know, park, and you think, ugh. 
But then the second that she says, I'm trying to find my way to the heart of, or the jewel of whatever it is, and Hank the Octopus is like, yeah, this is it, you, you're there. And and you're kind of skeptical because you're like, do we trust this octopus? We don't know yet that this octopus is the best character we've ever met in any <laughs> Pixar movie ever. But um, like, still skeptical. But the second that you realise that this is where Dory is searching for her parents, and it's kind of like, wow, this we're like twenty minutes in and she's already there. This is good. This is like we've done well. Yeah. That was the other thing is that they I kind of like they could have so easily made the Hank character. Like your villain of the piece, yes, absolutely. and being your like, yes, give that tag to me, and I'll show you my parents, yeah, and your, yeah. your parents, and I'll, you know what I mean, like the kind of maybe Cruella Deville kind of style villain, where yes. it's like, oh look, I'll, uh, you know, I'll look after you. Yes, I'm definitely your friend. I just want that, that oh, just that tag, yeah, man. yeah, yeah exactly. They could have so easily done that, and the fact that they didn't makes me so happy. It's yeah, one hundred percent, because there's there's something that's a little bit more hilarious about a character who has has just made a deal with you and you've forgotten the deal. <laughs> and because he's a decent guy that doesn't want to go against the terms of the deal, he's like trying to re-explain <laughs> the deal and there's exasperation going on as well. And and you get these sweet moments as well where they're in the, um, the petting tank Mm. And Hank inks himself, and he ink like he inks everything, and he's like, "Sorry." And Dory's all like, "Oh, it happens to everyone." Yeah. And you wouldn't have got that if he was the villain. Yeah, which is also wonderful that him doing the embarrassing thing was the thing that saved them. Yeah, exactly. That meant they could get away. Exactly, which I really like. And I like how much in this movie, like the whole finding Dory thing, there were prequel elements to it. In that they were explaining, obviously, the movie actually starts in the past. Yes. And then they take you up to Finding Nemo, and then they skip Finding Nemo, and then they... I quite like that. And I like that it didn't feel like it was hitting us over the head with prequely story. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, So, in the sense, there are many things about this that are a prequel story, or that explain things about the Dory we met in Finding Nemo. Yes. So, like, there's value added. Like, if you've already seen Finding Nemo, then there's things that you're like, oh, that thing in Finding Nemo now makes more sense because we found out more about Dory. But it's such a habit in prequel movies to crowbar those references in in a way that don't make any sense and don't feel earned. Yep. Like, I haven't actually seen the Hannibal... Is it Red Dragon? I'm, I'm not sure whether it's oh, Hannibal... Yeah, yeah. Whether it's Red Dragon or Hannibal Rising. But apparently at one point... He, like, puts something on his face, whether it's a mask or something, and it's a clear, like, like reference to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. But in a way that makes no sense. Yes. You're like, no, that's not the origin story of him having a mask on him. The reason he has a mask on is because he's a convicted, like, murderer. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that is unearned. Whereas in this, it like, it the story led us to finding out why the Just Keep Swimming... Yeah. Was a song. Yeah. You know, all the reasons she likes shells or, you know, all those things. It was actually relevant to the story, why we found out those things about Dory, which is, like, masterful. Like, yeah. So oh, good. yeah. Absolutely. And I, there's something there. I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is my own personal journey. But you, you get to a, I think a, a stage in your life if you're a, if you haven't got enough problems, 
You know what I mean? There's the pyramid of like, I need to take care of this down the bottom and then this and then this. And if I have, you know, if I have money and food and a place to sleep, um, then, you know, my next problem is, you know, this or whatever. Yeah. And and if you're self-actualizing, what is it? Self-actualizing <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I feel like there's a point at which you get to where you're like, oh, my ch- I missed out on this in my childhood. But then if you were to actually revisit that, you'd say, nah, you know, I've reckoned the childhood went as well as it could possibly go. Mm. There's, you know, revisiting it as an adult, no, it's all good. It's all fine. Mm. You, know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, no. no. But <laughs> what, what, what I mean to say is that you've got this character, Dory, that's very neurotic yeah. Because she's got the memory term loss thing, and and it's all like, oh, you know, where where do I go? What do I, you know? Um, I know I've missed something. Is is it's kind of like this character that's like, I know I've missed something in the mm. back of her head the entire time, and then when she finally finds her parents, and it's exactly what you're saying. It's not a physical geographical journey. It's a it's a discovery it's an internal journey yeah yeah is that the second she finds her parents she realizes it doesn't matter where she goes she can always find her way back using you know these smarts that she's got yeah. the using her, her the doriness her doriness what would dory do what would dory do which is and that that is the heart of the movie that's yeah. it that's yeah. it's perfect and i think the second you do that you realize that your childhood has gone the the way that the childhood was always going to go because when you know better, you do better. But the only way you know better is to go through that childhood. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's very psychologically healing to me, I think, the, to watch this movie and watch it unfurl in that way. Yeah. It feels like, um, like I'm sure young kids will get a lot out of this. Obviously. Yeah, but um, yeah, like, yeah, like uh, yeah. Along with something like an Inside Out, I just feel yeah. like Pixar is growing up. And, yeah, and I hope that kids are still getting things out of these movies. But I know that I am. Yeah, this is where I'm like, out of the way, kid. I'm gonna buy a ticket to this next <laughs> Pixar film. What kids film? Shut up! Get out of the uh, way! Get out of my way! <laughs> Down in front. What's that? You're shorter than me. I don't care. <laughs> hey dad, you know how you said you like Pixar films? Can we go see Cars 5? Get the hell out of my house! <laughs> you are not my son. <laughs> Apparently I have a son by the time they bring out Cars 5. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good. you got to start working on it now because they're already bringing out three. Oh man. <laughs> uh, oh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention. Like the, the other thing they explained, the whale voice... Yes! <laughs> which, like, can I... Because like, what I like is they didn't fully explain this. They didn't lay it out. My understanding of this is that Dory thinks whales sound like that because she's always heard a whale through the pipes. And so that Destiny is talking to Dory like that because she thinks that Dory talks like that. Is it? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Which is so funny. Yeah. That's a great sort of like in-joke reveal. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely love that. Like, that's what it is, right? I think like that's it, so funny. Like, uh, to me, I, it's been a while since I've seen the first Finding Nemo, but she's she's like, get out of my way, I speak whale. And then her idea of speaking whale is, just to say things in a funny <laughs> voice. And then fast forward to this movie now, and it's because she always spoke to her friend the whale, 
in that voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so great. Yeah, it's it's very sweet. I do wonder whether, like, I'm guessing, like, it all just originated as jokes and and story device in the original movie. Yes. But you'd always wonder, like, oh, how much of that did they actually think about? Like, oh, why does she... I don't know. I'm just curious yeah. as to whether they had that put that thought in. Like, did they know the origin of Dory in any way? But the, I, the more we go through this movie, I'm so glad that they made it. Yeah. Because it, it's, it feels so rich, and there's no moment of this where it's like they're just treading water to get to... You know, if I had to pick anything, you've got the seals. Oh my god! Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> in the in the same way that the seagulls would say mine, right, mine, mine. right. They're saying off, off, off. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, even that is a moment that I love seeing it, was, anytime it happens. That was so good. Yeah, every time we cut back to the seals, I was like, "Come on, again, 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 again." <laughs> Just like the look on the face of that seal that you know wants to get on the rock and can't. It's 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 something very funny about the character design. Gerald. Ger- Ger- Gerald. Ger- even the name. Yeah, Gerald. Gerald. Those eyebrows. <laughs> like, you look kind of evil. And then... <laughs> there's, there's like an evil slash stupid look yeah. at him. <sighs> off, off. And I mean, like, hey, Idris Elba, can yeah, you please yeah. be a voice in our movie? Yeah. We just want you to shout off. <laughs> Like seventy three times, <laughs> so good. Ugh. And then, like, and then the very final scene, which I like that the very final scene of Finding Nemo was what happened to the fish from the aquarium at the dentist's office is them escaping <laughs> into the ocean. So I like that they saved that follow on for the very final after credit sequence for Finding Dory. Yeah, and they get to the, of all places the Breed Institute, which is like, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly where they want to end up, so yeah. it's a happy ending for them. Yeah, because because you can see you can see exactly what's going to happen that they get captured by the Marine Institute that they're very sad about it, but they get rehabilitated and released. Yes, a la Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Sigourney Weaver get rehabilitated and released? I, I don't think she herself got, but she was championing championing. I, I've lost the ability to speak. I'm sorry. She was championing. Championing? How do you say that word? Champion. I think I've had a championing. stroke. <laughs> no, you're a fine. Ch- championing. Championing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what <are> you- <laughs> championing. Championing. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? Durotan. Okay, that's it. Durotan. That's it. That's, that's a callback. That's a callback. Well, now I'm going to have to publish the Warcraft episode first. <laughs> well, not necessarily. If you press a little... If you press that there, you can edit this out. <laughs> well, now I have to. <laughs> I'm sorry to do that to you. She is! Yes. I thought I had a little idea in my head that we've heard Sigourney Weaver in the Pixarverse before. Oh, we have? Where, where have we and heard And in her? fact, also as a disembodied voice. I... I had a little inkling that we'd heard it before, and we have, and I like this because it will feed into the whole Pixar unified theory, universe theory, somehow. She is mm-hmm. the voice of the ship's computer in Wally. Of course she yeah. is. Which makes so much sense on, on just film, you know, level. Yeah. The level of film. I, yeah. How good's that? 
That's very good. I like that because isn't in the Pixar shared universe whatever it is, it's like eventually all the humans like waste the Earth, and then they have to go up to space. Well, that's in the Wally story yeah, yeah. anyway. But then I like that, like they were like, whose voice could possibly be the ship's voice? And okay. like someone from the Marine Institute's like, well, we've got these recordings. <laughs> Do you want to use these? Just yeah. Yeah, these are the only possible recordings <laughs> surviving to this date of actress Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> we have no other audio yeah. of her. Not even from the the Pixar. Do Pixar movies exist in the Pixar universe? Ooh, good question. Maybe. some. There are some universes. Aren't there some movie universes where they have decided that some movies from the universe just exist as movies in the universe. Well, I know in the Spaceballs universe, the movie Spaceballs exists. Because <laughs> they watch their own movie and they fast forward. That's that's some meta. It's very funny. I'm trying to remember now what I'm thinking of. The Finding Dory? Sigourney Weaver. Uh, Pixar? <laughs> No, there is a definite. There's definitely a universe where, like, to put it all together, you- they've decided that certain films are films in the universe of. Well, I know. Maybe I'm- it's the viewers universe. Maybe it's Kevin Smith's. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, maybe, like, Dogma is a movie in the viewers universe. Oh, there's um. Uh, you might be thinking of Quentin Tarantino. Ah. Oh. Um, yeah. Because he, I think he talks about half of his movies are movies that exist in their own universe. Right. And the other half are movies that the characters from the first universe would go to see and watch. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know if that was the specific example because there might be more of them. Yeah. That I was thinking of. But that's that's exactly the, the, the criteria that I was trying to outlay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> We've done it. Uh, look, I'm good. Yeah, I I cannot, you know, say enough good things about this movie. Yeah. I very much enjoyed it. I And I like that, like, where is Cars 2, 3? Well, I don't know why they keep making them. Someone told me they make a lot of merchandise. Like, I like that they went, no, we will make a good film. Which makes me now wonder, like, oh, will they make a third? Yeah. Finding Marlon? Yeah, would you... I'd, yeah, I'd be cautious about... I mean, making a sequel to the first movie and the first movie is very, very good. Yeah. And I'm already apprehensive. And then if you were to do a third movie now... I mean, I guess they did it with Toy Story 3. Yeah, well, yeah, they pulled a, a yeah. rabbit out of the hat there. Yeah, they certainly did. Finding Squirt? Who is yeah. Squirt? Squirt's the little baby turtle. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not the, yeah. Finding, I mean, yeah. Finding Hank. Well, uh, yeah. Would you watch Finding Hank? Well, I think... <laughs> Your face is lit up. My face did light up. But didn't we watch Finding Hank like the at the credits, where all it is is just Finding Hank? Oh, there's Hank. I see him. He's camouflaged, but <laughs> Wait, I can see Wait, what actually him. happens to Hank in the end? He's in the water. He's in the he's... ocean with everyone. Yes. Oh, that's right. He He's the substitute teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, yeah. I'm into that. All right, well, there you go. That's our movie autopsy for Finding Dory. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Subscribe to us if you haven't already. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, uh, at Movie Autopsy on Twitter, slash Movie Autopsy on Facebook. Very nice. 
You're championing those links. Oh, you did it! I did it! You did it! I said the word. <laughs> oh, I've been Paul Culliver. I've been Anthony McCormack. We'll see you next time. See you then.